Okay. So we got to do wines. Mm-hmm. We don't like have wines. Wine to drink or wine to say? Both. We might need to get both. Who knows? Wait, you don't, as in, now I'm getting confused. We cordially request that you be our dinner guests as you join us for another episode of Wine and Dine. Welcome back. It's another Wine and Dine episode. I'm Ashley. I'm Megan. And today we're going to talk about me. No, I'm joking, folks. <laughs> it's all about, about her. <laughs> yeah. It, no. September, we decided since I'm getting married at the end of this month, we're going to make it kind of wedding-esque. I themed? themed? Basically. Not necessarily wedding-themed books, mm-hmm. but wedding-themed themes. Four books. There you go. And yeah. that wasn't confusing enough. Basically, Hang we're taking <laughs> this, this, basically a saying that I think almost every bride hears at least once, mm-hmm. something old, something new, something, something borrowed, something, something blue. blue. And then apparently your life is going to be beautiful. I have no idea how that works. I don't know. I did all four of them and my life is just meh. meh. <laughs> I have a feeling that's going to be the same thing with me too. But for this episode, we're going to be covering something old and something new for yep. you guys. And we over here and the Wine and Diet podcast. L-L-C-T-M-R. Inc. <laughs> Have have taken it upon themselves to literally, we're going to reminisce. Mm-hmm. So sit back, relax. We're going to talk about some old school books that we just we love. Yes. To death. Beginning with A Yeti in the Mist. Boom. Nailed it. Continue. <laughs> the funny thing is, is I don't actually have to go into detail about that. It's just the joke on the podcast now. So like, I don't, I just have to say it. So, I'm already reminiscing. Yeah. If you haven't listened to our mini set that we started off at the beginning of this month, um, please go check it out because we go on and on about a lot of the stuff that we loved mm-hmm. from when we were young. But to follow on that note, I took it upon myself this year to try to reread a whole series that I read all through high school mm-hmm. called The Private Series by um, yeah. Kate Bryan. How are you doing? Failing. I failed <laughs> so bad. I've only read three out of like the 13 books that she has and I'm failing and I'm, I'm noticing as I'm reading these, it's not that I don't dislike these books anymore. I love them. It's a revenge plot and it's a good revenge plot and I'm very happy with it. It's how, however, these books are geared towards 13 year olds Yeah, and I am not a 13 year old anymore. And that kind of hurts my soul because I loved these books. And you don't love them as much anymore. I don't. I find Reed as a whiny, stupid child that just doesn't know enough in life Mm -hmm. to make the right decision. Because one of the quirks about that main character is that she is so enraptured by the fact that she wants to be a part of the it crowd the popular crowd and these girls come from very wealthy parents parents that have a stupid ton of money Mm -hmm. like stupid ton of money so they have really really nice things and reed doesn't she comes from a middle line middle of the line family out in pennsylvania like she doesn't come from a lot her mom's a drug addict her dad's just trying to keep it together so how did she end up at this private school uh, scholarship. Okay. So she's on a scholarship kid, and she's really smart. Like, very, very smart for, for who she is. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's how she gets into this private school. But the more you read along the books, it's like you're dating a guy that treats you very badly. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, he does end up dead. Sad face. I know. Through mysterious circumstances. Well, wait. No, he treated her badly. That's fine. I know. Yeah, whatever. whatever. <laughs> but, like... She's constantly bullied or harassed or, like, put into situations where me as an adult, I cannot get behind. Exactly. Like, one of the things is that her friends, they go out to the woods and they party and they drink and they're all underage. But they've grown up with alcohol and booze at these parties. Yeah. That they're used to it. They're not going to get drunk. She gets drunk quite a lot because she's not experienced because she's not experienced with it and like one of the things is that these girls are pissed off at her because she did something or said something or wouldn't do something that they wanted her to do but then again they all like when they see her 
ex slash boyfriend slash mm-hmm. love interest in that one book like literally shove her over a rock and oh she like God. bangs up her knee all of these wealthy privileged girls all band together and protect her and then she thinks that they're her friends now and that they're comrades and this that and the other and i'm like no they just saw something happen that they didn't feel comfortable with yeah and they want to make sure you're and okay. they're not completely awful they're no. they, they suck a lot but they're not absolutely monsters that no are just it, it, they're teenagers they're all teenagers they're all making bad decisions and it's just like growing up I can see why I was obsessed with these books because I was a read. Yeah. I wanted to be in the it crowd. I wanted to be in the popular group. I wanted all these nice things that I saw other people having. Yeah. And I wanted them for myself. So I was like, okay, I can express that through her. I can kind of reciprocate in how she feels. And I really did enjoy the books. Do I enjoy them now? Not so much. But, you know, they're still, they're pretty good reads. I mean, that really makes me sad Sort of, I mean, I, I guess I don't know how to describe it because I understand mm-hmm. why you have grown out of them. Yeah. But, you know, just as somebody that is like obsessed with that nostalgic feeling that you mm-hmm. get, like it, it's kind of letting me down that you read yeah. it again and you were like, mm, yeah, it was eh. just one of those like, I read three out of the four books in the first kind of like grouping. Mm-hmm. And I haven't even read the last of that one. And I, it's sitting there on my nightstand and I need to read it. And I know I should read it. But yeah. the, now it's just like, I don't really, ca- it's not that I don't care enough for the characters because I do. I just, I don't know. I just like, I don't know. It's like, I really just don't like it. Yeah. But see, on the flip side though, I could read the Mediator series by Meg Cabot all the time and i love those books so so much and it hurts me to know that i threw those books away because i had to move and like i didn't keep them and they were paperbacks threw them away so much as i I donated them actually like i donated them to um my public library so they could have copies because they didn't have copies so i donated them to that to that so they're good they went somewhere where other people got to read them but it still hurts me on the inside because they're not in print. Yeah. And they're not in shelves. I literally have to go out to like thriftbooks.com or hunt for them in, at Half Price Books yep. to find these. And it kind of hurts me because I love that series. I love the relationship between the main characters. I think the guy's name is Thomas. Hang on, let me look here. Jesse, I'm sorry. The main love interest is... <laughs> I call him Thomas. It's cool. Susie is a mediator and elicit an elisions between the living and the dead. In other words, she sees dead people. They won't leave her alone until she helps them resolve their unfinished business with the living. But Jesse, the hot ghost haunting her bedroom, doesn't seem to need her help, which is a relief because Susie has just moved to sunny California and plans to start fresh with trips to the mall instead of the cemetery like come on yeah i oh my god and he's he's jesse the character i love my cabot for this she set him in mid 1800s so he's a gentleman and he's a southern gentleman and the great thing about this is is jesse is hispanic okay so he's half hispanic so he says and does mannerisms to a hispanic cowboy from the 1800s Mm, i think that's why i'm marrying my fiance honestly i'm just like because he's he's a sexy spanish man from the 1800s you know what if he actually did that i don't even think i could keep my hands to myself if he was from the 1800s he'd be dead no i meant like if he had that like oh that mannerism mannerism suaveness to oh my god i'm sure he could if he wanted to he could he could definitely up the charm i'm I know he can up the charm. That that I have no doubt. I've seen that charm come out. So <laughs> that's why I said yes. But, like, I love that series. And it just, it irks me so much that I can't get my hands on those books. Yeah. Because I want to reread those books so stinking bad. Like, there's um, a standalone novel that she wrote, the Avalon High series, which is just one book. I don't know why it's called a series. I guess she was supposed to make more books. Or was it like, okay, so... 
There's a, a book that I really like by Christopher Fight called Remember Me, and mm-hmm. it's actually three different books inside of a book. So, like, that's why I was at. Like, is no, it- like, she wrote this one book called Avalon High. She was going to write more books in this series. So, like, when you look at on it online, it says the Avalon High series. Yeah. But there's only one book in the series. There, I know. She went on Get to on it, write. Lady. Well, here's the thing. By the time that book came out, I think she had some sort of deal with Disney because it immediately became a Disney movie. Oh. Yeah. I remember this. Yeah. It was a horrible, horrible thing. It was bad. Just don't watch it. No. Folks, I'm sorry. Just don't watch that. Well, oh, no. Wait. Which one am I thinking? I'm thinking of Sky High. Yeah. It wasn't Sky High. It's literally called Avalon High. Okay. I have to look into that one. Then. It, it's bad. It's not good at all. But nevertheless, like, I read that book almost every year, and I just, I love it. I have an All-American Girl and Teen Idol, thanks to you. You're welcome. Um, And I'll be able to read those again. And I don't know what it is about Meg Cabot and her writing. I just... I just love well, you find, it. You find authors that speak to you. Like yeah. their writing is at least always the same. It's not necessarily always the same story, but their style speaks to you. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that is, I think, I think that's the most important thing to me about an author is not even necessarily the story. Trust me, that is important, yeah. but how you tell that story mm. and the, the wording and the style that you choose to tell that story in to me can honestly make or break it. Yeah. versus oh they had a really solid story oh i mean it had some plot points here and there but maybe it leaves some room open yeah. i actually care more about the style that you speak in mm-hmm. than kind of some of the major yeah. stuff and i know that's backwards no. but just for me that's my well and thing. here's the thing make habit actually is from indie oh she, yeah she's from <gasps> indie i didn't know that yes she born and raised in represent. i know girl representing and i'm thinking maybe that's why i like her so much because her mannerisms the way she speaks is indicative to where I came from, where I grew yeah. up. I don't know exactly where she's from in Indy, but I know she lived in Indy for a good period of time. That's where her parents were from. Okay. So maybe that's it. Maybe it's just homegirl representing. I got to support my homegirl. Yeah. And just from that love, I just end up loving her books. But, like, the difference between me loving Meg Cabot and me loving Kate Bryan is, like, night and day. Yeah. I could walk away from my Kate Bryans. Yep. In a heartbeat. Though four Meg Cabots that I own, you're going to have to kill me before I will let this out of my house. (laughs) Now, come on. I know you have, you have a ton of books at your house. Oh my God. There has to be. Overflowing. And you have to remember, I got rid of, before we went on our last big book sale, three or four huge totes of books Mm -hmm. that I took to Goodwill. And I thought about it afterwards that I should have donated them to the library, but just the the sheer it, quantity the, it was just it was daunting and i was like if i pull up at the side door at goodwill i ain't gotta do nothing like <laughs> they come and grab them they're gonna ask me if i want a, a, receipt. a receipt and i'm like no because i don't file that on my taxes anyway it's whatever apparently you can do that yes and you can. i i'd never do that i donate stuff it. to goodwill all the time and abby was actually filling me in on that she was just like why why didn't you ask for like a tax receipt like you know you can get those as write-offs right mm-hmm. as a charitable donation and i was like it's a charitable yeah. donation to my soul to have this clutter out my house. Like. <laughs> the thing with that is, is that it has to, like, it doesn't start taking effect until it's, like, a percent. Yeah. Of of what they can start giving you as a write-off. Like, yeah. I, I guess maybe it could have been, but who knows. I have no idea. But the thing is, is out of all those books, I know you have authors that are your ride and die. Oh, like, my God, that, yeah. Y- that I just, we were talking about that in our mini-sode. I, I knew you liked Cirque du Freak, the Cirque du Freak series. Mm-hmm. I didn't know how extensive that love was. Oh, my gosh. Like, she kept talking after we cut the mics, guys, <laughs> of just her, like, you are you, la, la, la. It's beautiful. That's and exactly la, what la, I la, said. La, 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 la. <laughs> That's how I, instead of the penis, wah, 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 wah. <laughs> It's la, 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 la. And, you know, the thing the thing with Cirque du Freak, though, is it's been quite a few years since I've reread it because I was on such a kick to uh, get Harry Potter read seven times. Yeah. Um, so there's a good chance you that if I were if I were to go like, reread them, I don't I'm worried now because I'm worried that I'm going to go back and read these series mm-hmm. and they're not going to speak to me the same way that they did. The last time that I fully reread the series, I believe I was 17. Okay. 
and it's not just the Cirque du Freak series. Like, I went through the Cirque du Freak series. I went through the Demonata series. I went through Zombie. Once again, not his greatest work, but, you know, it's every yeah. author is going to have that book that you were like, what were you doing? Mm. Come on now. Like with J.K. Rowling, it was a casual <laughs> vacancy. Like, Hot Pants. Joanne, it's, it's what were you It's literally called Hot Pants. And I'm sitting there going, Meg Cabot, what were you thinking? Like, <laughs> what? Why did we need pants that were hot? <laughs> and it's a standalone book. And it's it's literally just like random. Do you random. think to a certain extent that they were like, okay, we have a contract that says you're going to write this many books and we need you to kick out a book. I don't care if it's good or not. We're going to, we're going to fund it. Just mm-hmm. write something. And she yeah. was just like, okay, this is going to be absolute crap, but here you go. Yeah. Like, but, and that's always the thing. Like she's, she's written, 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 written a lot of series. Like she does queen of Babel. She does size 12 is not fat, which is a murder mystery series. She did, um, adult, not adult erotica, but it's like adult fantasy, mm-hmm. um, insatiable. Okay. Um, and I read that, and it was okay. It was like a take on Dracula. Oh, all right. And it was set in modern times. And you just love vampires so much. Well, and this was me coming up to the fact where I just had to grin and bear it that I just did not like vampires. Mm-hmm. That was the last, kind of like the last stake in the coffin, honestly. <laughs> ah. I see what you did there. Yeah. No, but it was just like... She didn't do a bad job. Mm-hmm. I it wasn't that I hated her vampires, her vampire. I just couldn't get behind the plot honestly of it and it didn't make a lot of sense and it was just like you could feel that it was rushed. Yes. And I was like, you know, girl, this is your first ever like real adult book I've ever grabbed cuz I didn't get Queen of Babel and I didn't get size 12 it isn't fat, which is mm-hmm. the murder mystery series. I didn't call. I didn't get into the eight one one something or another. I don't know what that one was, but like I think that was like another adult or the boy next door. I didn't get into. <laughs> when you the- said eight one one, all I could think of is that she wrote a book on the importance of calling before you dig. I guess <laughs> I don't know. It's like one eight hundred something, but the like she wrote the boy next door series. I just never got into those because my demographic for her was young adult. Yeah. And so, like, Princess Diaries, you know, uh, the American Girl series, which is really good, actually. I really do like that. Um, Apple and High, Teen Idol. These are all standalone books. Like, she's known for writing standalone books. Like, she, her series, like, she, she did the Airhead series, which is kind of cool in retrospect. Like, the twist really good. She did the Mediator series, which I'm addicted yeah. to. You know, her big seller is the Princess Diaries stuff. But, like her standalone books are just so good mm-hmm. i just yeah i don't think i'll have any issue with the the dance good dance stand. i i would love to have i think next year you need to do what i do which a book a month from him oh yeah honestly and just see how you feel with it i mean i'm a-okay with that the only issues that i have with reading right now is that my amount of time that i'm able to read is very fixed mm-hmm. um Obviously, I work. You work, too. Duh. Um, But then I'm required to read their book club book with them. Oh, yeah. So I have to take it, like, really slow, which is weird for me because, like, I like to sit down on a weekend and just, like, blow out a book Mm -hmm. um, or two or three, depending on how unbusy my weekend is. Um, But... I can't necessarily do that because if I skip ahead and then give away a spoiler, like the ladies at the home are going to be quite upset with me if I'm yeah. just like, oh, did you get to the part where he kills her? <laughs> like, be like, what? <laughs> um, but so I'm trying to pace myself that way. But on top of that, I've got this podcast, I've got the subject tonight, and then I've also got editing the uh, videos Place. for Let's Play. So on top of all of that and reading a book right there, like, my stuff that I've been able to read has kind of fallen so, yeah. short. Yeah. Um, so my reading almost exclusively gets done on my weekends now. Mm-hmm. So it, it's kind of difficult for me to be like, oh, yeah, I'm going to definitely do, you know, four books this month because I'm probably only going to get rid of or get get one read on top of whatever the book club one is um yeah. for this month this month specifically it's gone by james patterson so Ooh. i've never read a james patterson book um the descriptions I'm, of his books just haven't spoke to me before i'm but gonna be I interested to see if you like or hate him i'm on the fence honestly with him mm-hmm. i've never read the alex cross series it, it just never spoke to me i did read his murder mystery club series i um where it's like first for whatever two for whatever yeah. i read books 
um, one and two, and I liked them. I thought they were very good. I just in that time frame, I was like in my early twenties, mm-hmm. so I was like, "Ooh, I'm reading James Patterson. I'm so grown yeah. up." And then, like, <laughs> the more I'm reading James Patterson, the more I'm like, "I am not getting anything this guy's throwing down." No. But I love him. I think he's a great author. He he seems very, very funny. Mm -hmm. Um, He just now put down a new book where him and Bill Clinton wrote a book together. Bill Clinton did a book together. And I'm I'm very interested to actually pick that up because there's a part of me that goes, yay, James Patterson. And then I'm going, Bill Clinton, what are you doing? What are you doing? (laughs) So side note, not a side, tangent time. Mm -hmm. Um, So my favorite podcast of all time will always be My Favorite Murder. I am like, as soon as their episode drops, I'm like, drop everything I'm doing. Got to listen to this. Okay. Well, this week's latest episode, well, I guess when this is releasing, it'll be like last week's episode or possibly the week before that. Regardless, um, it's called The Uninhibited. And Mm. um, it is, I want to say, Georgia's. I'm pretty sure it was Georgia's story. But it's about um, the boys on the track. Have you ever heard about them? Boys on the track. No. Really, really quick update. Not like, I mean, as, as quick I as I I live under a rock. I'm sorry, folks. Uh, I want to say it was in like the 80s, like late 80s. Uh, two boys were run over by a train. And okay. it's, in, it's in rural Arkansas. And the conductor was like, you know, they were not moving at all. Like we honked a horn and obviously it's rattling. They weren't even flinching like they were trying to commit suicide or anything. They were just, they, they were, it looked like they were already dead by the time we hit them. Um, their blood like didn't run like really quick. Like it would be if like, so, they like had it just was died. Like, yeah, it was like already was, um, congealed. congealed. Like they had died hours earlier, mm-hmm. but the medical examiner ruled them uh, a suicide, suicide by train. Mm-hmm. Come to find out that medical examiner had gotten Bill Clinton's mom out of trouble while Bill Clinton was the governor of Arkansas. And then right after that, Bill Clinton gave this guy a raise and said that the reason that he had ruled that the boys were a suicide is because he was overworked and underpaid. So he gave him a vacation and then gave him like a 40% raise. Right. Yeah. So like this case still has not completely been solved because they found out later that like a bunch of cops were involved in drug smuggling and they think these boys found out about it. But because it like goes all the way up and up and up all the way to the freaking former president of the United States, like they still haven't found everything that was related to it. So Georgia does a fantastic Uh, job of telling that story. So like was that what we were listening in the car ride? No, we were listening to BuzzFeed Unsolved in the car. So yeah, I like a lot of true crime stuff so i'm surprised that i haven't read james patterson books yet because i'm pretty sure that's kind of what he does is like murder Mm -hmm. mystery crime stories so we'll have to see we'll have to see how i like it but as soon as somebody mentions bill clinton like that's not all i can think of it's like okay well i'm gonna actually have to start listening to your podcast recommendations more because all the podcasts i listen to are all bookish related and they're all talking about the same things right now so i'm just like i'm tired of hearing the same thing rehash and hash and hash girl you cannot go wrong with my favorite murder i'm telling you right now if you like true crime at all well like that one that we were listening to where it was the lady up in the hill and i was like she's a spy she has to be a spy that was buzzfeed unsolved that was uh, the, the is, sort of like Ishbal girl. The or Ishbal the, girl. Something, yeah. something like that. Anyway, it was a woman that was found dead in Nor- Norway. Any, mm. Anyway, she was found dead somewhere and she was a spy. She was totally a spy. Anyway. Um, yeah. But yeah, so if you if you like that at all, listen to that. Obviously, if you have YouTube, I mean, YouTube's free, actually. So BuzzFeed Unsolved does like a ton of fun stuff like that. Yeah. I actually listen to a lot of book bookish podcast things mm-hmm. on youtube instead of like on like stitcher or itunes or okay, whatever on caster I um, think that's what i use like i actually really really like uh the youtube ones god i can't think of them right now it's a couple and they read the books together they have totally different views they're the ones that i listened to when we did uh the girl in cabin 10 okay they're they're really really good anyway um yeah you can just find a lot of bookish things on youtube i mean we're not on youtube yet when when we are it'll be ashley getting that tattoo <laughs> i even state that in one of my reviews that i did at the end of this this past month where yeah. i was just like you know words cannot describe me rocky like running around my home after like getting off of that high or yeah. reading renegades because i was so stoked i had been in the worst slump ever this month like yeah. this august was like the worst because it went from literally the end of may 
to the end of August. Like, I'm going to count that as me getting out of my slump. Like, that's a long period to where you're just yeah. like, everything I touch just crumbles and dies. <laughs> everything I touch <laughs> dies. But, like, that's how I felt. Like, nothing was sticking. Like, even when I felt like, okay, maybe I want a contemporary. And I picked up Casey West's um, Lucky in Love. I hated it. I DNF'd yeah. that book. I was just like, this is bleh. Uh, and I don't want bleh. I want yeah. something good. And... I just literally went over to my bookshelf on a whim and was like, you know what? It's a big book. Either I'll love it or I'll hate it. And if I hate it, it's gone. It's more space in my cabinet for better things. And I loved it. I gave it five stars and Rocky danced around my house and just like, (laughs) oh, and I literally, as I was doing this, I was like, I need a YouTube channel because me putting this on paper yeah, it'll convey to you how, like, stoked and happy I was. But literally, I then turn around, read the, uh, read Illumine, Illumine, which is book one in the Illumine series, mm-hmm. and did the exact same thing at my work. I rock, I rocky danced around my cubicle going, dun, 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 all my, all my cube mates are going, what is wrong with this chick? Like, I, just, I just read a really good book. <laughs> well, and one of my coworkers, he saw me reading and he's like, yes, finally you're finally picking that up i've told you and told you and told you i'm like yeah 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 mike i get you you're yeah whatever and he was right it's an amazing book and i can't believe it's taking me that long to pick it up and i'm just like i'm flabbergasted because i should just start listening to people and be like you know yeah it's hyped yeah everybody says it's awesome but maybe it is an awesome book yeah and i think that's something that maybe in my new learning of how to like really get good books um maybe i just need to start opening my ears up and just listening and just go for it because those are two amazing books back to back if you have not picked those books up yet i highly recommend it renegade by marissa myers and then the illuminae series by jay Kristoff and amy kaufman kaufman Mm -hmm. just amazing I can't get over it. And the way the writing styles are, are phenomenal. So let me ask you this, because I actually have a really hard time taking recommendations from people. Okay. When someone recommends a book to you, mm-hmm. do you feel like you're more or less likely to read that book? Because for me, it is 100%. I am less likely to read that book than if yeah. I had just found it on my own. And I don't know why. There is no <laughs> logical reason why I should feel that way. But I absolutely do. Yeah. It's one of those, you don't know how I, what I like. Yeah. How dare you think I would like this? Well, and it's not even one of those, like, how dare you things? Although I think that is kind of funny. But, mm-hmm. <laughs> but how dare you? It's, it's one of those things that maybe the person that recommended it is a weirdo. And I'm like. Okay, <laughs> I'm a weirdo. Yeah, no, Well, no, I'm just like, all right, George from IT. Like, you're a really weird and creepy dude. And I don't really want to read a book about something that you like Ponies. maybe or yeah or like maybe it's like a, a girl that I absolutely can't stand she could recommend me Harry Potter and I'll be like I hate Harry Potter I, I yeah it's the worst <laughs> I don't think I could ever imagine you actually saying that okay yeah those words face. it hurt leaving my mouth just then but no it's just like for some reason depending not it's not always depending upon who it is but for me when someone recommends a book to me I get a weird taste in my mouth because if they recommend it they love it and what happens if I hate it now they're gonna hate me because I don't like their book and it's just like I there's no lot I'm trying to create logic for my feeling no I totally I totally understand like there are books sitting on my shelf right now that I will never recommend to anybody Mm -hmm. like Scythe I like Scythe I think it Neil Schusterman did it very well Will I ever go up to somebody and go, you should read this? No, because honestly, it's a dystopian. It, it's not, it, it deals with a lot of like, what does it mean to take a life? How can a society promote this correctly? You know, what happens when a government becomes overly corrupt? Okay. And just like, it, I, I could recommend that to anybody because honestly, because those specific tastes are so rare within a yeah. reader that I would be probably looked as a Trump hater just by giving that first book out. Because yeah. it'd be like one of those, oh, you hate the government? Why do you hate the government so much? Huh, huh, huh. I'd be like, I don't hate my government. It's just a good book. It's just a good book. And it brings to light things that maybe we need to start thinking about and talking about and bringing to light what, where should we as a person be held responsible? Yeah. You know, where does the line actually stop? 
Well, like, I don't even recommend books to other people, really. So, like, I still do part-time work at the Juvie. And one of the things that I do there is, like, at night, the kids, they get to go do just, like, things on their own. They can watch TV. Usually I bring in DVDs. We also take trips to the library. Well, a lot of kids are like, man, I've just read all these books, and they were really good, but I don't want to keep reading the same book. Like, do you recommend anything? Because, of course, I read all the time. Mm-hmm. Um and so it's just a joke because like I'll recommend fantastic books and then they do the same thing. Uh, uh. So now it's just a joke. Don't you worry. I'll get you. And it's always Harry Potter. Always. Because like they see my tattoos. They know I'm obsessed with it. It doesn't matter if they've read it or not or if they mm-hmm. hate it. I just like if uh, especially like I love it when the kids are like on lockdown. When they're on lockdown, they're allowed one book, one blanket. That is all they get until it's time to go to bed. And then we take their books from them and they have to be like, it's a punishment, but yeah. we, we're not just going to let them sit there and like stew in anger. Um, so they get a book. So especially when they can't like, uh, mm. they can't go pick it themselves. They'll be like, will you give me a book? I don't care what it is. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Slide Harry Potter under your door. I'm not reading Harry Potter. Well, looks like that's all you get until 10. Have fun. See you in five hours. <laughs> Just don't give them the Order of the Phoenix. That's oh my god. Well, first of all, I would never start them out with that. Like it's it's always Sorcerer's Stone or Philosopher's Stone or you know it's it's always that. But at the mm-hmm. same time, it's like you know what, you're you're in trouble. So you can either read this book and end up loving it because I know you will, or you can just sit there and not do anything. You pick. <laughs> yeah. But um, I I just I know how I feel about book recommendations. Mm-hmm. So like. That is the number one question that I hate getting asked. And I surprisingly get asked it a lot. Like, I'll get Facebook messages and they're like, hey, we know that you read a lot. So, like, what would you recommend? Or, hey, I'm going on vacation for two weeks and I'm not going to have a TV in the cabin. I'd love to get some books. And Yeah. Okay. That's uh... great. Um, (laughs) Do you have an hour to come visit me real quick? Well, no. And so that's why I'm always like, okay, what do you like? Yeah. What are you into? Because I don't want to recommend the hunger games if you yeah. hate dystopian societies like i'm not gonna recommend you know uh Cirque du freak if you cannot stand anything paranormal weird out of the ordinary like yeah. i need to know what you like first because just recommending a book at random See, i think that's gonna be hard because if you and me went to go okay look i'm in a slump i don't know what to read i need something new something mm-hmm. that's out there that that can get me out of this i think you and me are gonna have more trouble picking a book for you for the opposite person because we're like they like everything Uh uh-huh well crud because i'm literally screwed at this point whereas when you look at me you're like well her favorite book is a yeti in the mist so (laughs) no i just it, I feel like in order to recommend a book to somebody, you really need to know them and mm-hmm. know their likes. Like Sierra can recommend books to me all the time. Sierra and I grew up reading mm-hmm. the same stuff. I have never turned down a book that Sierra has read because I mm-hmm. know that her interests are so parallel to mine mm-hmm. that every book she's recommended to me, I have like it's like blown my mind. And that I think that's something here. Cirque du Freak's the first book you've actually recommended to me. And I'm so worried that you're going to hate it because once again, you have to realize I have not read this book in uh, eight, nine, nine years. No, but that that's something new for me. Like, I knew that series was out there. It's, it's middle-aged groupings. Like, I like those kinds of books. I wouldn't be rereading Prospero Reading if I didn't like those yeah. books. So I'm excited and kind of nervous myself in that because it's a whole new thing Mm -hmm. but i like that i i like that we're we're taking on these tasks to get something new out there because if we didn't we'd be reading the same stuff over and over and over and over again we would never see anything new come through that might change our perspective which at the same time i don't think there's anything wrong with it like there is no i have no issue reminiscing Mm -hmm. on a book like i had no issues obviously reading harry potter for seven different times like I I don't have any issues with that but like when you do get into a reading slump sometimes you need to reach outside your normal genre you need to reach outside or you need to get a book recommended by somebody Mm -hmm. because otherwise you're just going to stop reading yeah all together which like for me I I definitely do go through those kind of slumps where like you just you just don't read anymore uh yeah. what kicked me out of my last slump was honestly reading all of those Dramini fanfics <laughs> I got really really into it and then I was like okay I need to be an adult again and I picked up another book and so it was like 
sometimes you just need to do something different. Yeah. But there's nothing there is nothing wrong with rereading books that you loved as a kid or rereading your favorite book over and over again. I've probably read I think I've read Thin Executioner three times. I've read Remember Me two or three times. Okay. Remember Me is by whom? Christopher Pike. Okay. Uh, that's that three book series that I was telling you about oh, where it's, it's all in one. one. Um, okay. So it doesn't give anything away because it happens in like the very first chapter. But um, this girl is murdered on her 17th birthday. And um, it kind of like she's in this. Oh, how do I say it? I'll call it her paradise because the book is very specific that says if you are a Christian and you believe you should be in heaven, that's where you end up. If you really don't believe in anything, this is kind of where you end up. If you believe that you should be reincarnated, then you'll live your life here, but you'll live it as if you were being reincarnated. Okay. Well, she was 17. She really hadn't developed any thoughts to her own. She kind of took credence in taking information from people that she thought were more intelligent than her. So in her I, ideal mm-hmm. heaven-ish situation she's in like this paradise island beautiful woods and stuff yeah. and there's a guru that comes and talks to her and he's you know he's explaining this to her and he's like here's the thing though there's a girl that's mm-hmm. dying right now in the hospital me and her have already talked she does not want to live you know she's suffer. I think the girl might have cancer she's she's suffered for a really long time I don't think her parents are going to be okay if I take her, though. So I want to give you the option to switch bodies with this girl. Not only will her parents have some, you know, have their little girl still, Mm -hmm. she will not be in pain anymore, and you can solve your murder. And he was like, and she's like, yeah, absolutely, I'm going to do that. Wow. So she gets a chance to live again and solve her murder and bring closure to this family and let this, you know, this other girl experience paradise instead of pain kind of thing. Mm So it's so well written and christopher pike is really he's known for doing like vampires and fairies <laughs> and like romancy things yeah. with paranormal so i to have something out that's not his norm yeah and is really sierra is one of the people that re- recommended that book to me and trust me i love paranormal i that's one of my favorites like mm-hmm. if you see me reading a book I wouldn't say nine times, seven to eight times out of 10. Yeah. It has a paranormal aspect to it at least. But, yeah. but that's one of the few ones where, yes, it sort of does have, I don't, I don't, I wouldn't say it was paranormal. I think that has more of a religious tones to it. Yeah. Which is funny because those are my two, two of my favorite books and they both have really religious backings, the thin executioner mm-hmm. and, you know, and remember me They're They're just so, so fantastic. Um, I can honestly say I would recommend both of those to you as long as you're willing to put your thinking cap on. If you are really, really strict in your beliefs and there is no wiggle room, I don't think that you would enjoy either of these books because these books really do mm-hmm. attempt to let you see things from a different perspective than maybe is your norm. Okay. And I have no issues rereading those books like yeah. over and over and over again because of their meaning. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think there's anything wrong with reading some old books, no. but would I want to read just those books forever? No. No. I, I need something new and crazy in my life because especially if that book sucks, it's going to be like, see, I knew I shouldn't have left you. Remember me? I knew I shouldn't have left you <laughs> Harry Potter. Like, but sometimes I get to add them to my fun bookshelf. So mm-hmm. obviously like you guys haven't seen my house, which, cause that would be weird. But, um, <laughs> I have like one small bookshelf in my living room and the yeah. reason i have a small bookshelf is because i'm trying to convince myself that it, you don't need to keep packed. every book that you have it's not just packed like the sucker is packed and then mm-hmm. up on the sides of both of the bookshelves probably halfway up the bookshelf mm-hmm. on both sides i have books stacked up next to it so my goal is to read all of the books that i have down there and only keep the books that i find essential so obviously the top row is nothing but harry potter mm-hmm. it's harry potter harry potter harry potter i'm not getting rid of those the second row is all my darren chan books all i'm keeping the third and fourth rows are meant for all of the books that are on the floor and i'm only keeping books that i would rate a five out of five would read again yeah problem is i need to get through them (laughs) time takes time and i have a million and a half bookshelves in my house but like and i that i could put them on but if i put them on the one upstairs in my bedroom i'm never gonna 
I'm never going to read Honestly, them. Honestly, I would think you might want to move the Harry Potter ones up to your bedroom unless you're wanting to actually like showcase them. I, I kind of want to showcase them, which is why I got that small little cabinet because mm-hmm. my idea was to make that my, my book cabinet. Like my, this is all the stuff that I am showing off to everybody. It's mm-hmm. it's open on every side like that cabinet is. It's so like if I were to put it in the middle of the room, you could get a 360 view of all the books. Yeah. I'm not going to do that because like who puts a bookshelf smack dab in the middle of their room? That's dumb. Know. Um, plus I have dogs that would knock it over in a heartbeat. Yep. Um, but so I, I use that as a showcase case. Um, mm-hmm. but now it's just overflowing with oh, books no. that are never going to go anywhere. So I really need to get on that. At least put the books that I'm not immediately reading maybe upstairs and actually fill a bookshelf. But I feel like I'm just never going to read them if they're not right in front of my face. Right. Although right now they are right in front of my face and I'm and also not reading not them. Reading so that's kind of hard. It, it it is but like no i mean it, it's hard like yes a few i think it was like right after i got my stent back into reading and yeah. i fell in love with this i went back to the library i hadn't gone back to the library in a good solid three to four months mm-hmm. i went back to my library and i couldn't remember where the ya section was i had to <laughs> ask the librarian hey where's your ya section and they're like oh we moved it it's all the way back there in the corner and i'm like Really? Because it's why? Up, why are you hiding it? Because it was up front and off to the left. She's like, yeah, well, we needed more shelf space. We're getting more books. I was like, okay, yeah, sure, that's cool, whatever. I, I'm yeah. all towards that. But like, you, you moved everything. Like everything is moved, mm-hmm. and I'm just like, has it really been that long for me to go without? one of my my deepest loves and passions well plus you've been audiobooking a lot of stuff so right i also think that kind of ties into the theme of old and new because the old me the only thing that you could do is read it like in in a hard book in a hard thing book. and then occasionally i could find like illegal copies of it online like yeah maybe but now audiobooks are so freaking convenient and it i is. really like the fact that it's grown with the technology mm-hmm. like a couple of the ladies at the home, um, they, they can't see. So they do like the CD audiobooks or whatever. Mm-hmm. But one of the ladies that does CDs just recently got a smartphone. Like her kids convinced her, get a smartphone. You can play games on it. You can play solitaire on it. Like she really likes playing cards and stuff. Mm-hmm. So they convinced her to do that. And I was like, well, why aren't you using audiobooks? Like why do you still have this bulky CD player or whatever? And she was just like, I can get these on my phone. And I was like, yes. oh, let me learn you something. So like I, you know, took her to, you know, Audible. And I was like, you want to talk with your kids about this? Obviously, because it is $16 a month, but you can do that. And I said, if your kids can get you a library card though too then they can do Libby they can do you know all the different little look online look at you using your knowledge to do overdrive and Libby I know <laughs> um, because one of the ladies at the home she uses a Kindle and mm-hmm. she she buys every single book that we read really? like and not only that but she's an incredibly fast reader she doesn't remember anything that she reads after it's like so like she'll read the book oh gosh the week we get it but everyone else is pacing it out over the month mm-hmm. and so like we we have to be like you got to read this again read it again before we talk about it read it again but which she can she can read a book a day like she is such a fast reader she just doesn't comprehend it not even that she just doesn't like it because she reads so much, she'll then read three or four more books before we talk about the next book. Ah. And then she's mixed them all together at that point. So we have a joke that we're not allowed to give her the reading list in advance. Otherwise, she'll read all the books we have up until December. And she won't remember any of them. That's when you give it to her like a week before the meeting and be like, oh, this is the book we all decided on. Well, but she hates reading hardback books. She loves reading her Kindle because it's so convenient. She can just put it. She knows her place. And, you know, her Kindle's right there. She charges every night. She can literally bring it wherever she wants. And it's mm-hmm. small and it's fits everywhere so i was like why aren't you just getting these books from the library or whatever and she was just like i i didn't know i could do that yeah and i was like you can literally save yourself so much money and mm-hmm. she cracked me up because her response was well i'm not spending it my kids are and i was like no no grandma's <laughs> buying books again so um i did last time that her daughter and her daughter-in-law both came in because they come in to see her all the time or whatever i was mm-hmm. like you know you can get her a library card and she can get all of these in an ebook form and then you guys don't have to keep spending yep. this money and they were like no. Yeah. They had no idea. Yep. You go to Johnson County, get the library book, then link the app through that and use her library card. Bing, bang, boom. Well, and I told him, like, she doesn't even necessarily need her own library card. Like, yeah, if you, you guys are not using else's. it, just hook her up with your library card if that's easier. Yeah. 
because she doesn't necessarily get bills sent to her anymore because she's like her kids are paying for everything. everything so, but it would be super easy. And I like I, I like how that. I rep for that, but I don't use it. <laughs> you you just channeled your inner Ashley for five seconds. I'm going to save these people money. Watch I me know. Do this. I'll save everyone else money except for myself. <laughs> well, I, and I think that's something that even my dad was really like you know an avid reader, but he was so grained into reading, you know hardcover books holding the books in your hand and then I bought him that audible subscription and now it's like I've read this I'm gonna read that I plan to do this down the road and it's like opening up the opening up an old reader to a new way of doing something that they love yes is so goddamn satisfying (laughs) oh yeah I mean you guys are are spending an hour every week or every other week listening to this podcast yeah. okay if you can take an hour to listen to this podcast you can take an hour to listen to an audiobook okay it's literally the exact same whatever yeah. you're doing you can pause it just like you do our podcast you can start it up whenever you want you can listen to it in your car you can listen to it at, you know on your work break or whatever yeah. you control how fast they they actually read the book to you yeah and it's not like it slows it down and so, no it's just like if you really like them to take their time that's mm-hmm. fine but if you're more of like you can comprehend a lot of stuff at once you can speed it up and i almost feel like it's a separate recording because it doesn't sound like oh now they're like it doesn't no, it's just it's just sped up yeah so, so i love it i love that way of i'm so glad that reading as a community has gone into the future yes i'm very happy with that i'm kind of curious to see how that really though will because here's showing our ages we were there for when borders went under yeah and when walden went under which is a sister company to borders yeah and i miss borders so much if borders was to reopen very very much and the reason why i loved borders so much i think it was because the family atmosphere that that was there it was very much you could tell the people that worked at that store loved what they did Mm mm-hmm I don't get that. I shouldn't say don't. I rarely get that feeling now with Barnes and Nobles. Oh my god, at Barnes and Noble, I just get followed around by the creepy guy in the Harry Potter section. Do you not remember that? Oh uh, no, I very much remember that. <laughs> like <laughs> I, I, I agree though. But at the same time, financially, Borders can't keep up with big companies like Barnes and Noble because it's like a fam, like I said, family-based business versus. Mm-hmm. Well, and it was just like I don't know what made it go on maybe just bad marketing you know you had this big bookstore coming in that had more to offer borders did not have like they had new books Mm -hmm. but it was new books in a way that maybe that aren't mainstream yes so like they made sure to reach outside of the same dang books that everybody was reading right and they had a different variety than most most bookstores Mm -hmm. they had a really good like children's section Mm -hmm. they had a very good like non-fiction section i remember their non-fiction section just being a whole wall off to one side and like their ya section was there but it wasn't there and it was a lot of books like by a lot of authors that were like indie authors like authors you wouldn't know or that were really really up and but that were still writing amazing books yes and then they also did the Harry Potter releases. And they also did Harry Potter. I mean, like they got—they were the ones to jump on the Harry Potter release bandwagons before Barnes and Noble's yep. did. And I'm still sitting here going, I don't understand. Harry I Potter really, should have saved you, Borders. I know, like they should have saved you, and somehow they didn't. But like, a lot of my early years of reading is my my dad and me going to Walden's in the Greenwood Park Mall mm-hmm. and buying some books and that was where I first learned where the manga section was and it was like literally like almost right in the front of the store yes and, and I, I was like, like look at it like side. what is this like, like it was like right in the front of the store and off to the side and I got to know the manager of that store because I would almost go in almost every week on like one of my breaks when I used to work at Johnny Rockets yeah 
and I would go and buy a book and he'd be like, if you like that series so much and we don't have one, you know, just let me know. I will order, order it for it. you. Yeah. They were very much willing to be like, if you can't find something or if there is something particular you're looking for, then maybe it's like book two or book three in the series and you, you know you're going to want it. Yeah. Let us know. We'll order it for you. And it was free shipping at the time, too. They yeah. would ship it to the store and all you had to do was pay for the stupid book. Yeah. If you go into Barnes and Nobles right now and want to buy a book, you buy the book and you have to pay for the shipping. Yeah. It is not free to ship that book anywhere. Mm-mm. And now they won't even ship it to the store. Oh, they only have to ship it to you now? They will only ship it to you. That's really That's stupid. It's so stupid. And I mean, this isn't to say that there aren't good people that work at Barnes & Noble. Like, I've run into really nice people that work at mm-hmm. Barnes & Noble and bookstores like it. But it's just, I don't, I just feel like they can't compete. I, like, it, I don't. Talk about reminiscing. <laughs> yeah. Here, here's something that I st- distinctly remember about one of my last visits to Borders was I was looking I was looking for books because my grandmother wanted to buy me like three or four books for Christmas. My grandma is sitting off to the corner. She's in a chair. She's minding her own business. This guy comes around and goes, hey, are you looking for something? Is there something I can help you? I'm like, well, I'm looking for this. I'm looking for that. He literally stopped what he was doing, walked around the whole YA section with me and goes, this would be good. That you might like. This one, not so much. I probably wouldn't recommend this. You know, oh, if you really are into this, you you should try this. Those were the kind of people that worked at those stores. And I yeah. don't ever see that at Barnes & Nobles. And I'm kind of irked at that. Mm-hmm. Because their whole job is to sell books. Mm-hmm. You can't sell books if you're standing behind a podium waiting for someone to come up yeah, to you you're you're just checking out books at that point you're not mm-hmm. legitimately selling them right so so i don't know maybe that's just one of their things that they tell their employees hey don't do this or something i don't know i've never had anybody in barnes and nobles other than maybe the first time i walk in through a door go hey is there anything i can help you with yeah so like if i'm hanging around the service center like the cir- in the little circular in the center of the store where they have like servicing areas for like the kindle or something they might go, hey, is there something I can help you with? And only if I'm standing at that stupid kiosk <laughs> will they ask me. There's nobody roaming around the store, mm-hmm. you know, helping clients out, doing anything for clients. And I kind of miss that. Yes. It's like I come in here to look for books and to ha- and maybe get more books. But yet if I'm only coming in, I'm only going to go in for Uno book yeah. and I grab that book and walk away. You're you're missing out on an opportunity. And maybe that's not necessarily like a company thing. It could just be a generational thing. I mean, they're hiring our age kids and younger Mm -hmm. now. And, you know, unfortunately, customer service is not built into the new generation like it used to be. And I know I just said that like it was a robot chip malfunction or something. But, like, Mm -hmm. it really is. Like, I don't see uh, the, the respect level mm. I, it's just not nearly as high as I feel like when I was growing up when everyone of the older generation they were like I want to be helpful right. I want to I want to recommend you this book and, and I want I to help to you HBP find it more mm-hmm. I mean that's literally why I go to half price books more because there there are people there that will roam the store and ask yeah. you is there anything I can help you with is there anything is there I can recommend, recommend for mm-hmm. you it, you know I might be standing in a in any part of that store and they'd be like oh are you interested in x y or z yeah you know if that's the case maybe you should check out this or i really liked this book there was a guy that i ran into i think or no it was a gal somebody that you when the last time you and me went in there they literally stopped what they were doing went to the section with us and was like okay you gotta try this you gotta try this you gotta try this you gotta try this if you liked this you'll love this and then after you read this i definitely recommend reading this it's a different author but it's very like it's almost like juxtaposed to it i totally remember that yeah um I just want people to love what they're doing. And I feel like it's not just in books that I want that. Like, Mm -hmm. if you're in your job, obviously, like, if you're a teen working at McDonald's, I don't expect you to be like, oh, my God, this is the best job ever. I've never been more happy in my entire life. But, Mm -hmm. like, enjoy your job enough to at least pretend that you don't hate what you're doing. Yeah. But if you're working someplace like Kohl's, Mm -hmm. like... Uh, I'm trying to think like PetSmart, like, you know, something where right. you're in a retail environment and books are definitely retail. Mm-hmm. You should like your job enough to want to sell me products. And right. I don't mean if you like this, you'll love our credit card. I mean, at a bookstore, mm-hmm. you should like books. Right. Do you, 
it, it doesn't make sense to me you that you just took a job the counter. At, at Barnes and Noble to never read books or recommend books to anything and just take a paycheck. Like, please go find another job. <laughs> this is not the place for you. Yeah. I just maybe it is a generational thing, and and maybe that's something that I'm just now coming into is that me and the other generations that are coming after us yeah don't have that enthusiasm anymore and maybe that just that's the word i was looking for it wasn't necessarily respect it was enthusiasm yeah that's i mean respect as well that's right yeah that i think it's generic respect almost yeah it's not like a respect that you give like to parents or to your grandparents or anything like that it's just a general respect yeah for the person that you're dealing with um yeah no i can i can relate to that completely but i mean i coming from a customer service line of work that i do there are days where i do hate my job yeah very much um but there's days where you know i i enjoy my job and it's not too bad so i don't know i mean okay like so when i worked a one one the only reason i left is because i found a higher paying job that was way yeah, closer was to better. home i didn't hate my job now did I hate my job every Friday when so-and-so, you know, <laughs> Mary Margaret called and said she was going to be digging tomorrow and I told Mary Margaret, no, she wasn't. And Mary <laughs> Margaret told me where I could go. <laughs> like, no, I don't enjoy necessarily every aspect of every single job. Right. But like, you have to like the environment. I love the environment. I loved the people that I worked with. Yeah. Um, I super loved getting to go home early during the winter. Woo! Mm, yay, for, yay for not digging. Um, but, you know, I stayed there for as long as I did because I liked the job. Now, I was presented with an opportunity to go make more money. And, yes, I did that. But I didn't take it – I didn't take the other job just purely because I liked the money. I also liked the prospect of working with kids and possibly getting to help kids. Did yeah. I actually help anyone? No. <laughs> <laughs> but I liked the field that I was working in, which eventually led me to where I am now, to a job I absolutely love. Yeah. And so I feel like – Yes, there's going to be a teen at every single bookstore that's just like, I'm just here for my summer job because my mom said I had to get a job. But like, yeah, that should be one person in the store, not yeah. the whole store. <laughs> totally. No, I, I, I'm the same way. I started out with 8112. I went to being a floor manager and working the books for a Sodexo yep. place. And that led me to getting a job in customer service at a bank, which I don't dislike. I actually did love it for a long time. And it's yeah. just recently, and it's the commute. I, I will be, commute, it's yeah. just the commute. If I was where I was still at my other location, I probably would still enjoy it and I'd still like it. It's that hour commute. It's just the grumpiness of it all. Mm -hmm. But that opened me up to the reality of I'm really good at math and I'm really good at helping people get the best deals. Yeah. And, and I like loans. Mm -hmm. I've learned that I really like learning about loans and what it takes to get a loan and to keep a loan maintenance and to do this, that, and the other. Like, I love it. Yeah. So I would, I mean... Well, maybe that's something that you need to look into is just being like a full-time loan officer. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. That's going to require schooling. That's true. And at this and right now, schooling is not an option mm -mm. currently, but maybe it is. That was something that me and my soon-to-be husband has talked about a little bit. So, yeah. who knows, but keep them dreams alive. People. I know. Book dreams, reality dreams, all the dreams. Hashtag #dream. <laughs> Hashtag #dream. <laughs> Hashtag Yeti in the Mist. Shut up! <laughs> I hadn't mentioned it in like 20 minutes. Okay? Oh my gosh, you've done it three times. Three times in one episode. Boom. <laughs> Thought it couldn't be done. I did it. I think any listeners are out there, you're going to have to tell us, literally tweet at us, write down comments. How many times has she actually said it in a podcast? Because I think it's like four or five times. I'll stop saying it when all of our listeners read that book. <laughs> I'm kidding. No Don't one should read, read this. That book. No one should read it. Don't read the book. And unless you're reading it just for like the, I know this is going to be terrible factor, but like, <laughs> please no one go into it thinking it's actually my favorite book in the world. Oh my gosh. Just it is, don't do it that. It is not, but it will give you a good giggle. Yeah. Make you feel uncomfortable at the same time. Yep. It's going to bring <laughs> some nostalgia into your life. So speaking of nostalgia, I think that's kind of where we should wrap it up for mm -hmm. this old and new episode. 
you know, obviously books are going in a really good direction, I yeah. think, for, for new, but there is nothing wrong with sitting down with a good old classic. I'd love to know what your guys' yes. you know, reread recommendations are. Yes. It could be a brand new book for us and it could be one that like yeah. sends us back down to nostalgia lane. So Or if it's one of the ones we've talked about today and you're just like, Yes, Ashley and Megan, you're totally right. These books are phenomenal. Anybody who says otherwise is just out of their minds. And if you feel like I'm wrong about any of the books that I said, then I will fight you, Ara. I can't even threaten them correctly. No, I'm not going to fight anyone. I mean, I will discuss it with you, though. I would love to have a discussion about books. I mean, because, like, I love you. But you're the only person that I discuss books with. So it would be really, really fun. You discuss her books all the time. Oh, well, I mean, I talk with Sierra about books occasionally, but that's just because I was like, hey, what have you been reading? She's like, I've been reading this. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to go read that now. But we never really talk about it afterwards. Okay, I'm sorry. Yeah, no, we don't. Like, me and you can actually, like, break it down, which is why we did, like, a podcast together. Like, Ah, you mean this thing? Yeah. No, no. I mean the other thing that we haven't even done yet. Oh, that (laughs) thing. This is a podcast? That we were just talking. What is this mic? I don't know. All right. Well, that's the end of this episode, guys. Again, tweet at us. Comment at us. Tell us what you think. If you like our books, don't like our books, what I'm, what we're supposed to read, whatever it is, let us know. The sexy guy will come on and say the same thing again anyway, so who cares? <laughs> I'm Ashley. I'm Megan. And this was Wine, Wine and Dine. Dine. The ladies of Wine and Dine would like to thank you for listening to tonight's episode. If you have a wine you would like to suggest or maybe something you would like the ladies to read, please email us at wineanddinepod at gmail.com. Seriously, though, the sexy guy does it way better. I love I that know. you changed the music, though. <gasps> okay. I noticed that. So I was messing around with some stuff. You know, since we didn't do a wine this episode, do you mind if I take it really quick? Well, I thought we did do a wine this episode. No, I don't remember doing a wine this episode. Oh, well. did Because you were supposed to wine, weren't you? Yeah. Oh, it's okay. This will be our outro. It's really quick. Hurry. So <laughs> stop rushing me. <laughs> um, so our external hard drive pooped out on our computer and we lost everything and the only file that i had was the like six different things that we had recorded david doing of Mm. our intros and outros so i had to find all new music i could not find the website that i got our original Mm -hmm. royalty free whatever music Mm -hmm. on so i just created new ones and i don't i don't hate the outcome of it i don't hate the outcome of it either i love that there's no there's no bongos in the background now (laughs) i was trying to think jazzy and instead it was just like beatnik poetry poetry re anyway, i like it i it's it's different if you guys have any recommendations for background music or something you can tell us that too yep okay bye bye <laughs>